We've got news. We've got a Moon Man reveal. We've got A.J. Brown news. We've got more news around the NFL. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a Moon Man extraordinaire. A lot of you have been asking me for this one. We've got a huge fan base already for this kid. I give you the next breakout tight end. I give you the next Sam Laporta. I give you the next Sam Laporta meets Rob Gronkowski. I give you Brock Bowers. John Mackey Award winner. Two times in a row. Monster tight end. Gronk in the making. Brock Bowers, congratulations, young man. You are now a moon man. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. Space Moon says. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at a moon man extraordinaire, a man that is going to, I believe, be as good coming out of his rookie year as Sam Laporta appears to be. And there are, there's just a, a revolution happening in fantasy football across all positions. This is the last position to kind of take hold and become a position that can translate straight into the NFL. You know, it's like quarterbacks used to take multiple years on the bench but no longer no longer you can walk in not everyone will but you can walk in like cj stroud did and become elite right away pro bowl contention mvp consideration that's how good the college game is and that's how well aligned the college game is with the pros the 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 entry point it's it's a walk right in it's not an adjustment anymore the one position that was kind of held back still a little bit in terms of translating immediately was the tight end position. Not wide receivers like it was back in the day in the early 2000s and the late 90s where, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's day. You couldn't come in and be a 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown wide receiver as a rookie. You were 700 yards and four or five touchdowns maxed. Maxed out. And you were made fun of. If you drafted a rookie wide receiver in his rookie season in redraft fantasy football, wide receivers can walk straight in and explode. Quarterbacks can now walk straight in and explode. In fact, you're kind of looked at like a an imbecile if you draft a QB in the top 15 overall and you don't start him in week one. It's actually idiocy at this point because... These quarterbacks are ready, and if you spend the draft capital on a QB, you better start them. Unless there's some weird situation, like maybe my idea, this is the only the only exception, is the New York Jets draft a guy like maybe Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr., get this team you know, ready to rumble when Aaron Rodgers does step away. Aside from that, aside from that kind of scenario, you draft a Penix Jr., you draft a Caleb Williams, you draft even a Drake May. You draft uh, any one of these Bo Nicks, anybody we, we've been talking about pumping up, JD5 especially, 
who you guys know I love the most out of all the quarterbacks. The next Lamar Jackson is Jaden Daniels, JD5. We'll be talking AR5 and JD5 back and forth. Oh, what, what a fun story. JD5, AR5, the two, you know, future QBs of the league. I can see it now. I know you can see it now. Quarterback translates beautifully. Running back is always translated beautifully. Wide receivers now translate translate beautifully. And now the tight end position is starting to translate quickly. Even as, as, as quick back as looking at TJ Hawkinson's rookie year. TJ Hawkinson's a, a young man. He just came out of, out of college not too long ago. His rookie year, he had 100 yards and a touchdown in week one. Didn't do much at all his entire rookie season. Then your boy came out and had him higher ranked than any analyst on documented record in the entire fantasy industry and i have proof and evidence of that in fact fantasy pros said that no one not one person had tj hawkinson hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Higher than I had walking in a pre-draft ranking setting than your boy Smitty. And I saw it coming. This guy, this guy bleeds. I'm the next elite potential breakout tight end. There are a couple others in this class. We'll break them down later. There's, there's some good tight end talent in this class, but this is the guy. This is the most likely candidate to become Rob Gronkowski, to become Sam Laporta. Again, not that we couldn't have a, a, a player or two come up and, and start competing like Sam Laporta and Kincaid. Look how good Sam Laporta became. He was thought to be the number two in many contexts, but there was the open-mindedness of, okay, Sam Laporte is pretty good. Like, is there a world where he could be as good? That was, that existed. That idea existed. And there might be that idea later on when we break down these other uh, two guys, roughly, that are going to compete with Bowers in some context. But this man right here, who's at the front door? Ziggy, show me the front door. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Okay. What are we doing here? Is this an Amazon delivery or what? What, what, what are we doing here? Uh, I, anyway, um, Sam Laporta, Bowers, they play a little different, but they also have some similarities. Like, this guy reminds me of baby Gronk. Like, Gronk in his infancy stage. Gronk coming into the league. Gronk with his wild style. And his aggressive stiff arms. And his ability to just have three, four, five guys pile on top. Now, there is some injury concern with this style of play. This Kittle meets Gronk meets Laporta style. And I think that's the best way to describe him. And he did injure his ankle. And he still led the nation in in all tight ends in, in stats because of how good he is. Even missing a chunk of time. Had the ankle, had the tightrope surgery. That's obviously a little concerning, but he came back from it already played. Like I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about Bowers injury wise. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Motion detected at the front door. Yeah, we got it, Ziggy. Good lord, Ziggy, you're about to be fired. Bowers is unbelievable. 
Mackey Award winner times two. Okay, that alone should get you excited and hot and bothered, right? Then I show you these stats right here. 714 missing a chunk of time. 714 and six TDs. Long of 49. Previous year, 63, 942, 7. Previous year, 882, 13. This is a guy that can get you easily 1,000 yards receiving once he gets into his situation. Now, the question would be, Smitty, where can this man, Brock Bowers, thrive like no other? There are a couple landing spots, one in particular, that makes a whole lot of sense. If the Chargers neglect to go after wide receiver, if the Chargers believe that old man Keenan Allen at the age of... Ziggy, how old is Keenan Allen? Tell him, Zig. Keenan Allen is 31 years old. 31, turning 32. Ziggy off. He turns 32 years old walking into this season. If, let's say, the Chargers believe Keenan Allen's got the, the one, one and a half years left. If, let's say, the, the fantasy gods are going to grace us with a, a semi-healthy Mike Williams season or something like that. Or Quentin Johnston becomes something decent because he's soft, in my opinion. And this team brings in Jacobs, or maybe they bring in Henry, or maybe they bring in Swift, or Pollard, or Eckler, or Barkley wants to come play ball. This landing spot for this coaching carousel, which we have one puzzle piece in Mayo going to the New England, or going to, locking down in the New England Patriots situation. That is all decided. We got Peters going over as GM, Washington Commanders, uh, mind. This guy's got a mind like nobody else in terms of picking off talent in the NFL draft class. This guy's a scouting uh, messiah. And he's going to put in place, probably we're hearing, Ben Johnson. And I'll tell you, Peters probably is going to have a lot of pull to get whoever he wants because he knows what he's doing. This man found Kittle. This man had a lot to do with, I believe, Brock Purdy. This guy is an absolute scouting machine. And Ben Johnson is the guy he wants for the job. This is the GM, not the head coach. He's in charge of going and getting everything done. He's a talent mastermind. So this is great for Washington. Biggest steal of the offseason is going to be Peters to Washington. That that kicked the Niners and the Nads really hard. I know a lot of people are saying next man up in the Niner community, but you're not going to be able to replace Peters. He's absolutely amazing. He should have been vaulted to GM over in San Francisco and the Niners botched it by not getting John Lynch into some higher level. Just move him up and out of the way. Elevate Peters. You lost the magician that's making a lot of what's happening in San Francisco happen. And now Washington has him. GM in Washington, unreal. Unreal. The question is, who wants this job? Who wants to coach Justin Herbert? Who wants to have the ability with the NFL draft order? You're sitting there at the number five overall pick. You can go a hundred different ways. You can go Marvin Harrison Jr. You can go neighbors. So one of the top two wide receivers. But if you feel you have the wide receivers for the moment, or Marvin Harrison goes too early and you don't want to go neighbors here, and Marvin Harrison goes two or three or whatever, let's say the Cardinals take him at four. You go Brock Bowers and you do it live. You've just been Smitty approved. Brock Bowers to the 
L.A. Chargers will be a magnificent landing spot for not only Bowers, but for Charger fans, for Herbert's development, for all the wide receivers there in, in L.A. because of the, the way this man's going to make a complex situation for defensive scheming. This guy's an absolute gem in the making. Um, we're going to have a Bowers, Bowers, Powers, some sort of video that will play on Bowers. Like, we got the Bower. Get down. Maybe Arnold. Arnold's going to say something. Get to the chopper, Bowers. <laughs> where's Where's my Arnold? Where's my Arnold when I need him? Here it is. Here it is. Get to the chopper, Bowers. Use your powers. Get down. <laughs> powers to the freaking moon. I say. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Space monsters. Get down, Bowers. Get to the chopper. So ama amazing. 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 Let me know what your thoughts are on, on, on Bowers. Brock Bowers is going to the moon. He's a fantastic prospect. He's everything you could want for and uh, wish for in a tight end. And he's the best part is he's going to a high draft capital situation. He's a top 10 perspective draft selection, which means that none of these situations, no one's going to take him. I mean, I guess you could say like the Giants could take him. And if they didn't address the quarterback position, you'd be like, damn it. You know, uh, but I don't think they would. Uh, the Cardinals could, but then you got Kyler. So that's okay. New England Patriots, that would be garbage if they took him that high and didn't have a quarterback to throw to him. Uh, Washington Commanders, I don't think they'll go that route. Chicago, I mean, if Fields stayed, that would be, you know, excellent, but Komet's there, so that's not going to happen. It really is the Chargers. The Tennessee Titans would be an awful landing spot, I think, because I don't I don't believe in Levis. Atlanta's not going to take them. Uh, the Jets, the Jets could. I mean, you give Brock Bowers to Aaron Rodgers, that could be an interesting one. The Minnesota Vikings won't. Denver could look in that direction. So there's a lot of... He doesn't last past 12, though. Any team that wants to get involved in the Brock Bowers game is going to have to trade up because he's going probably inside the top 10. The point is, the teams that didn't feel great probably won't take him. So he's got a very, very nice potential... Um, I don't know. A lock on, the, uh, on a very, very good spot. A very, very good spot. I, I doubt I doubt he goes anywhere uh, crazy. As for A.J. Brown, this news is kind of disturbing because A.J. Brown was not at practice. Um, A.J. Brown was also uh, uh, spotted on social media platforms, removing everything Eagles from his social media. He even deactivated his Twitter account. Okay, so that no longer is there. Um, I'm sure he could turn it back on at any moment, but that's deactivated. Someone said he deleted it. He didn't delete it. He just deactivated it, according to that right there. Or at least may maybe he did. But on his Instagram, the man has nothing Eagles any longer, and he's kind of in one of those states where he's complaining about his team. And this is a team, mind you, that's in shambles, where everybody's banged up, including this man with his knee injury. He's not at practice. Related to the knee, we we assume. We don't know if there's more going on. Why he's doing this public display in the middle of all of the chaos right now as the Philadelphia Eagles pray they can get past a very, very 
lucky to be in the playoffs team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that now are probably trending in the direction of being a closer matchup than anybody ever expected. Now, I bet you some people are picking the Bucks in droves. Now, I bet you people are, are anticipating a total collapse. And I don't really blame anybody for feeling that way because I'm feeling pretty nervous about the Eagles, even though... Hertz is fantastic. Even though Devonta Smith is reportedly healthy, even though he's on crutches in a walking boot whenever they take him off the field, I believe this team can still get past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I do believe the way things are trending right now, the way they're playing, the way Sirianni's coaching, they're probably going to get knocked off by the Dallas Cowboys if the board goes as I predict here in terms of the Rams winning against the Lions and then the bracket turning this direction. I believe you're looking at Philadelphia playing Dallas. Now, this could go a different direction if the Detroit Lions win. And let's say the Eagles win. The Eagles would be the lowest remaining seed because they would be a five seed. The Detroit Lions are a three and Dallas is a two. So that means that the Eagles would face the Niners. And the Niners are probably going to destroy them if they're at, at, the, current, at the current look and the current feel of what's going on in Philly. Um... I don't understand diva receivers right now. I don't understand why they continue to do what they do when they do it. Why does A.J. Brown decide to do this right now? This is a guy I absolutely love. I go on Instagram with him, uh, except for last offseason, every offseason, and we discuss his season. Uh, I went live with him before his breakout year and then the year after on Instagram and interviewed the man for a brief moment and asked him some questions and told him he was going to be a top five wide receiver at which he replied, really? Wow, that's a bold thing. I said, I said this, this is uh, seriously, this is my quote within a couple words because it's been a while. I said, you don't worry about the predictions. I'll worry about predicting you just go play ball. And he laughed and AJ Brown went to the moon. A.J. Brown since lived on the moon. A.J. Brown is a fantastic wide receiver. A.J. Brown is capable of being wide receiver one overall during any given Sunday. But he also comes with a lot of knee concerns, has had a lot of knee surgeries and cleanups, and that stuff only gets worse as you get older. Your knee doesn't get better. You think of it like uh, the brake pads on a car. Once you start cutting away at this meniscus, the car or the knee is a little off kilter, and then you're putting pressure on that with a different balance of weight, and you slowly drag down and, and wear down certain parts of that 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 uh, meniscus. That's why cars need alignments, right? Because if it's not aligned right, it'll wear down one side more than the other. When you start cutting away at meniscus, it's game over in some context. A, a, knee, a knee surgeon will tell you a very clean ACL tear is almost better than meniscus, severe meniscus damage. Because once you start cutting away at meniscus, it ends up leading to more problems and arthritis later. Todd Gurley had arthritis. Nick Chubb's going to hit a wall at some point. I know a lot of people want Nick Chubb to bounce back this year. Nick Chubb could potentially for a year or so. But Nick Chubb's going to hit a rookie or a, a rookie uh, arthritis wall faster than you've ever seen anybody hit it because his knee's been through the ringer. And so that's uh, all I got to say about that. AJ Brown, get your head on straight, pal. You know I love you. I, I, I doubt he'll even see this, but if he ever did, he probably would never go on an IG live with me again. But I'm just being real and honest. I don't understand what this is about. And I know that in this report here from NBC Sports, it says we'll try not to jump to any conclusions. 
right? The receiver, uh, this is right here. Uh, we won't jump to any conclusions as this is actually the run-of-the-mill behavior for wide receiver. Uh, the pressing issue, the pressing issue for Brown remains his knee injury. Well, I will jump to conclusions because this is not the right time. This is not the right time. We're sitting here looking at the bracket, and this team's in shambles right now. And you're gonna go and and you know cause a lot of controversy taking the Philadelphia Eagles off of all your social media. And, you know, somebody could say it's just business. I'm just doing business stuff and there's nothing to do with anything. Come on, bro. And on top of that, this is going to be a big deal. There's going to be waves of people tweeting and, and asking questions and pressuring you and, and, and making negative comments and stirring up all this craziness. It's going to have a cascading effect. Like, why would you do this right now? Even if he comes out and says everything was not intentional, I'm just trying to get my business in order. There's nothing to do... First of all, I call cap because that's an awfully odd thing to do is take your, your employment off of your, your Instagram while you're walking into the playoffs, and you should be proud of that. If you're ever going to take it off, you take it off in the offseason. You never address your 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 business or your, your current place of employment on your Instagram ever again. You keep it all branding related to video games or whatever the hell you're going to do. But to do this in the middle of the freaking Wild card launching. I have no idea what he's thinking. This cannot help. This cannot help and it won't help. And it just feels like the Eagles are tumbling down. And I'll tell you another thing. If the Eagles lose to Tampa Bay, Sirianni's gone. And if you think that's not possible, I'm, I came on here on a live stream and told you they would fire the coach before him. And everyone said, no, they won't. I said they'd fire Peterson. I don't care how close he was to a to a Super Bowl. I don't care how close the Eagles were walking out of a Super Bowl. He was at odds with the organization. They pulled the they pulled the leash. They yanked it. They pulled the plug and they said you're gone. And everyone's like, "Holy crap. That guy just you know what he just did and you just fired him?" Doesn't matter. Don't pull the plug like that in Philly. Philly fans know what I'm talking about. And if Sirianni craps the bed and he can't keep his locker room in order and his own quarterback is not super happy with him and there's footage of that all over the place, maybe blown out of proportion a little bit, but it all adds up and it's obviously all piling up and it, this is not the same offense anyway. Siri, how much of it was Sirianni? How much of it was Steichen? Because I don't think that this team is playing well at all. Off. No, stop. What is what's wrong? My, I'm getting taken over. My own my my own systems are taken over. I've got Ziggy over here talking on his own. I've got uh, uh, Siri over here just trying to have a conversation with me. I'm in the middle of a live stream. It's like it's like Terminator Three in here. More news to come appreciate everybody in here a uh, hundred of you in here right now i know it's the off season but i appreciate every single one of you that come in for every single show adam peters this is the news Niner, 49ers assistant gm they couldn't even give this guy the gm job after all he's done after finding kittle after it how much of a role in and brock purdy he had i don't know but i know it was some i know it was some because this man handled most all of the later draft selections
and Brock Purdy was the last pick in the entire draft. So my guess, putting two and two together, is that this man probably had a lot to do with Brock Purdy, and they let him walk? Like, that that's, that's ridiculous. This guy, we've known for years how good this guy is. This is not some sort of, oh, we just heard something. He's the buzzword of the day. Adam Peters, heard he's good. No, we talk about him every offseason. This man found George Kittle. This man found, this man finds everybody. This man's a freaking gem. And they just let him walk, elevate him to GM for goodness sakes. And put, put, put uh, John Lynch above him, whatever, president of uh, presidents, whatever, president, president of GMs. <laughs> Give him a title. What are you, what are you doing? Adam Peters, this is the best find and land in the entire offseason. Absolutely amazing job, Washington commanders. You should be proud of yourselves. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Sam Laporta, uh, he did not, uh, he returned to practice Friday, but they're saying that there's a chance he could play, but if he doesn't, he'll play the next week. So hang tight on Laporta. More Laporta news coming soon. Uh, we already addressed this earlier, but why not talk about it again real quick? This guy right here, Gerard Mayo, new head coach of the New England Patriots. And, and let's just say this. Let's say this. We, we don't know how it's going to turn out, okay? We really don't. But we do know that this man comes from the tree of Shani. He's a disciple of Shani, or Shani sorry, uh, of uh, Bill Belichick. He's a disciple of Bill Belichick. He, he preaches Bill Belichick language, but he does it with love, kindness, and caring and support, which I think is going to be a unique combo to take what Bill has taught him, and then obviously he's going to use his own instruction, wisdom, guidance, but also his approach and tactic with player. And, and according to all the people I've talked to, he's loved by his team. It's part of the reason why he's where he is. And if anybody's wondering why there's no interview process, because in the contract, which I think this could be a problem down the road, I'm just going to say it. In the contract, it was written that he would be the successor of Bill Belichick. How are we able to circumvent the the rules in place of interview processes when there's a contract that overrules it? Like somebody, I would love to have baked in boys or or uh, uh, one of my attorneys um, that we have here on the show call in. And discuss this because it would be an interesting topic if Baked In Boys is out there or if uh, Tony the Tiger is out there. I, I would love to know how a contract that's written up between team and coach is going to overrule the, the, the rule of law for the NFL. Like I feel like this is a loophole that teams could maybe use in a contract to allow them to not get in trouble by circumventing the process of interviews and all that. And I think the NFL is a little out of hand on in terms of all these interviews and requirements. You got to do this, you got to do that. You got to you got to jump through this hula hoop. You got to jump rope this long for this and then if you decide on a, a coach over here, we're going to ridicule you for what coach you select. But you got you got you got to actually like it this seems weird to me. I maybe I'm stupid that I don't understand how this can overrule the rules in place to keep everything in line. I, I I would love for one of my attorney guys to call in, but anyway, uh, it's a good signing. I, I think he's a good coach. His team loves him. Uh, he's a player's coach. He coaches with love and compassion. And I, I just think that there's, there's potentially, uh, 
a good outcome here if he puts the right people in place because of the state of things in New England. He needs to, if he doesn't know what time it is with the quarterback position, it's going to be over before it starts. I can just tell you that right now. If he thinks this man, Mayo, believes that he's got the quarterback in place for this team, if Gerard Mayo believes he has a quarterback on his roster that can do the job, he's done already. He's done before he started. If he understands that he needs to bring in a big-time signal caller to the tune of Fields, to the tune of Bo Nix, to the tune of Drake May, to the tune of JD5, to the tune of anyone, Penix Jr., any one of the top five rookie quarterbacks or Fields, and he's in the number three spot, then he has a shot, and I'm rooting for him greatly. However, however, if Gerard Mayo walks into the NFL draft situation and says, let's trade this pick down, we've got a lot of holes, we'll deal with Mac Jones or we'll draft a quarterback later, he's as good as done, put a fork in him. You have one shot right here. Your opportunity is right in front of you. Mom's spaghetti, palm's sweaty. Don't let this opportunity slip through the cracks, Gerard, because it's right in front of you. You have one simple decision to make. Trade for Fields or draft one of the top five rookie quarterbacks and draft your guy. And then you might be able to take this team to the promised land eventually and change the outcome and the trajectory of what's been going on under Bill Belichick's tutelage. And, uh, and I'm, excited, I'm excited for New England Patriot fans if this man does know what time it is in terms of the coaching and quarterbacking and all that and getting the right pieces in place, the right delegators. But it all does come down to in New England with Mayo making sure he drafts a quarterback at three, one of the top five guys or trades for fields. There's no other option. If he goes in another direction, he's done. He's done. Okay, so congrats to all the Patriots fans out there. You got at least a nice shot. And you got Ramondre Stevenson, which hopefully that man's used. You know, that's kind of disappointing that that man doesn't get used at all. Here's uh, here's that news. Rob Mayo got that. Uh, here's this one, Pete Carroll. This is what I said the other day. I didn't quite buy what I was, what I was uh, sniffing out when Pete Carroll stepped to the side. And I said to myself, this is a man that took his shirt off when his his player came into the to the boardroom with his shirt off. And this guy will match you tit for tat. He he ain't going to step aside, I don't think. And and when he stepped aside, I said to myself, I, am I really not going to put Pete Carroll on this coaching board? Cuz I feel like I need to, but he's stepping aside. He's not going to try and go for a coaching job. But then this report came out and I kind of feel like this is where it should go. I don't know if it will, but Pete Carroll said he's unsure about taking another coaching job. I just don't understand if he's not ready to walk away, which he he clearly stated. You give him time, the itch is going to become too itchy, and he's going to start scratching at it, and he's going to say, "Give me, give me, give me a, give me a seat." Give me a seat. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys walk in and potentially shart the bed in the first round against the Jordan Love Green Bay Packers, and and they fire McCarthy. I'm just giving you examples, and they say, 
We have an opening. Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll, who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants to do it live? I'm just saying it's in the realm of possibility. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, we got uh, Mark Andrews, 21-day practice window opened up. Um, this is going to be interesting because he could, th- in theory, he could come back in like the, the, the title game. Maybe the Super Bowl. And so on underdog, when we're drafting, it is... Whoa. <laughs> on underdog, when we're drafting, uh, use promo code Smitty. You might see Andrews out there in the final rounds, and it's kind of interesting. A kind of interesting uh, uh, grab and hold, you know, when you're you're snagging one extra player, and you're like, I don't even know. Um, okay, so we've got... Uh, Go read the rule. You only have to interview one person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing that part necessarily. I'm just saying that in the contract, I know a lot of people are trying to go in a different directions with this Rooney rule and with the rules of the NFL. I'm saying in the contract, it's the way that it's being described is the predecessor was in place, and maybe the more clarification will be given on how the rules were met inside the contract and that's why it was able to to proceed or could somebody do this in the future and override the Rooney rule is what my concern is my concern isn't that it didn't qualify as the right sign the right uh you know process or whatever um you know it's 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 uh it's just interesting to me that that feels like there's potentially a loophole unless one of my attorney buddies gets on here and explains it to us. That's all I'm saying. Like, could somebody circumvent this later in a in a in a in a way that uh, I think goes against the the nature of it? Okay, here's uh, this report. Jalen Hurts' finger did not throw the ball much at all, if at all, during Thursday's practice. This is just not a good situation at all. He's not throwing. His fingers mangled. A.J. Brown's injured. A.J. Brown's getting on social media, making a mess. Making a total mess. Um, interesting. Okay. Anyway, that's all the news. Um, we'll open the phone lines. Anybody has anything they want to discuss, drop it like it's hot. Here comes the phone line intro. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. Bob says they should have hired Eric Bieniemy. He has the worst interviews. So I, I you know, hopefully Bieniemy gets a shot though. You know, as we talked about the night before. I mean, he leaves in the Niners. In the Niners, he leaves in the Chiefs collapse. <laughs> so it's you know, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. So he might be in the conversation. We might put them on the coaching board. The enemy could certainly be in combos. I've kind of thrown people up that have been well, and I'll, I'll continue to add to the coaching board. But I'm throwing up people that are well in line in in you know interviews and in buzz. And I know some people have thrown out other names that aren't on here. But like until they become widely talked about, I, I've just I haven't had time to throw every single possible name up. But if we start feeling like he's on the move, if the enemy is going to get one of these jobs, you'll see his face on here. But um, 
Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. One locked down. We've got uh, four, five, six more, seven more spots to go. It'll be very, very interesting as to uh, you know what happens with all this. But uh, uh, perps, uh, oh, I think perps, perps, are you still there? Yeah, I got you. Okay. What what are your what are your thoughts here, pal? Well, aside from what you were just talking about, what's the deal with Andy stepping away before a playoff game? Who stepped away? Andy Reid. Oh, um, hold on a second, perps. Can you hear me? I I don't think this. Yep. I don't. Can you guys hear him? Here. It sounds like me? Perps is in the car. You got a hundred dollar hauler too. Can, can everybody on the? I think my phone line's acting up again. Hold, hold on a second. I can hear you, but I don't know if the chat can hear you. Hold on a second. Guys, let me know if you can hear Perps. My phone line's acting up again. It, it won't matter if I can hear you if everybody else can't hear you. Oh, I can hang up and call back. No, no, no. Hang tight. Hang tight. Um, I'm just not seeing audio levels for you. Ron, talk real quick. Yeah, I, 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 see I, you. I got I my see thing yours. and I, turn, I put it on mute here and I heard, okay. heard the whole conversation. Uh, heard everybody on Okay, go, Ron, you're, you got levels. Let me just try and fix Perps' uh, line just to make sure it's good. And then, Ron, go ahead and then I'll come back to you, Perps. I'm sorry, bro. No, do no, your $100 holler first. Um, who Kyle says won the championship, Smitty. Thanks to consulting with me this season. Your here's your cut, Kyle, with the absolute monster $100 hauler. You unicorn, you unicorn, you alert, super chat alert. Alert. He is a unicorn. All right, let me put this on. Go ahead, Ron. I'm still fixing the phone line. I think I got it. But go ahead, Ron, while I do this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy weekend. I still don't know what... If they get, that, if they get blizzard conditions in Buffalo, they're talking... Would you say one to three feet back to where their thing came and said? That's, That's going to be crazy. crazy. Yeah, it will be. Um, it will be crazy. Uh, They're going to be running and then the big like, snowballs. <laughs> Everyone's saying they think they can hear perps now. Okay, perps, go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What do you, you think? Can you hear me, Ron? Yep, we can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you. Well, I was just here. I might have missed it when I was on another phone call while you were doing earlier in your show, but what's the take on the Andy Reid news coming out that he was retiring and so-and-so is going to step in to coach the game and then now he's not retiring or he might be retiring? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there's something on it like uh that he's um considering it, but I don't think he's there's anything certain right now. 
Like twelve hours, like yeah, the, I, as of twelve hours ago, Coach Andy Reid addresses the possibility of retiring. Um, I have no reason to not keep playing football. I love it. Oh, that was Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm trying to find the exact quote. I'd have to find the article I read. It on yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, that, we'll have to uh, see. I don't. I, it's on his mind, but I, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think there's anything certain of it. He's, he's right. mad. I just thought Mahomes it was crazy. Him for you what? He's mad because Mahomes blocked him for his nuggies on the on the Allstate commercial. Maybe. He didn't give up the nuggies, so yeah. he's going to retire on Mahomes. Yeah, I think. I think what it is is it, it's a uh, 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 people have overblown it. And they've taken it in the wrong directions. Like a lot of what I'm seeing here, and even Signasty said he's seeing an article on it that he's not considering it right now. It's like on his mind. Somebody asked him one of those order of questions type of things, and they cut it up. I think because I everything I'm seeing is like it's not. He's not considering it right now. He's getting old. He's talking about getting old. You know, maybe he steps away. Maybe somebody uh, said something um, along the lines of like, is there somebody succeeding you? You know, and they, he probed too much, and then the wrong information came out. But I, I don't, I don't see Andy Reid stepping away. I, I think that's just, uh, I don't, I don't think it's gonna, pull, it's gonna end up being this, the same thing as Bill Belichick. But good question. But what do, you, what do you think about, uh, what do you think about AJ Brown, Perps? Well, it reminds me of uh, Antonio when he went off the deep end. I mean, is that the, what this is the start of? Is this a CTE, CTE issue? I don't, is it a crybaby situation where he's not getting the ball enough? He's injured, so he's going to play the part? I guess I don't know. He seems very much but more, more like, I, I, and I've actually talked to A.J. Brown a couple times um, each offseason, and he does, he's a really calm, nice guy, so I wouldn't put him in the A-B category at all. But I would say, like, you know, what's going on? through his head right now even if he like i said he came out and he said today later today hey this is just my agent told me to do this i'm just doing it for business i'm going to focus on a uh you know video game you know future that i'm going to have when i retire and i just want everything on my social media to be about that this isn't how he did it it's not what he did he removed the eagles he ripped them raptured them from his page he's clearly upset um and he's not able to even practice right now, so it's like I I don't know what in the hell is going to happen here. You got an injured quarterback, you got an injured wide receiver. Your other wide receiver, Devonta Smith, is said to be healthy, but he's on crutches in a walking boot whenever they get a chance to put him in one just to keep him safe, like a bu- like bubble boy. And and uh, and I love and I love Devonta Smith. I'm just saying, yeah. like they're in shambles right now. They're in shambles. The healthiest player on the offense is De- uh, DeAndre Swift. Guys, guys, uh, immaculate. He's in immaculate condition right now. <laughs> Goddard. Yeah, Goddard. Well, Goddard but, I don't know, but but yeah, it's, it's more of like like Diggs. The Diggs syndrome is is similar. Like Diggs is not Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is off his rocker. But at one point, Antonio Brown was calmer and he got progressively worse. So you could say Diggs. Who knows what Diggs is four years from now? He could be Antonio Brown, but right now, uh, AJ Brown is not that guy. Um, no, but I, I don't. I'm but I don't know what he's doing. Of, 
I don't know what he's doing. The playoff game's coming. The playoff game's coming up, and then he all of a sudden makes this move. It doesn't make sense. It's like yeah. you said, it's not smart. No, it's so what's it, the underlying reason. It's the worst thing you could do to your team right now. Like, why would you? Why would you put this team in that kind of like spotlight? I don't know, bro. This is this is this feel this feels wrong. This feels like it's just gonna unravel. I don't know. I hope I I really you know I, I guess I don't have any skin in the game for that game anyway. But like I I do love Jalen Hurts. I do like the Eagles. You know I do have vested interest in AJ Brown and you know and and Hurts in some you know underdog fantasy playoff drafts etc. So but those th- that doesn't really weigh on me too heavily. I don't I don't let the bias creep in and. But I like I, I am kind of cheering for the Eagles because they're the better team to win, so that the the integrity of the playoffs stays strong. I don't want the Bucks to be the next team advancing, and then that's a weaker game. I want to see a tough playing Philly team, you know, advance and go up against a you know a Dallas Cowboy team, or I want to I want to see that kind of matchup. That's what I want. I, I don't want to see Baker versus Dak Prescott. I want to see. I want to see Hurts versus Dak Prescott, and it's pissing me off that AJ Brown's trying to, in some way, step on that and get in the way, and it's ridiculous. It's just stupid. Go ahead, Ron. Is it fair to say that though? I mean, you're kind of hard on the on on Tampa. They, I mean, they they're in their way. Ron, Ron are you? Given, Ron, you given. you always defend the. We the just lo- got done the giving, lower man giving. on the tote, like, like re- really, we have we have to go to that direction. Well, you, you're always, I'll, you all, no matter what, but no matter what I say lately, you defend the the weakest it's, link. It's, it's an NFL team, and we just we just said how great Baker Mayfield has done this year, and they got some really good they got some good players. I mean, Ron, yeah, they 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 messed up. They messed up. They didn't play great against Carolina. But the Bills didn't play great against the Chargers either. So I don't I mean, want to. I what? they could they could beat the Eagles. That was what I'm saying. But I want the well, Philly Dallas matchup. I don't want Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Like I don't think that's being unfair. Well, I understand that, but but they're capable. Of, they're they're a capable team. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, like like we said earlier, we, we we talked about this in another show. It felt like they crawled into the playoffs. It did. And I, I don't think it's a great matchup. Doesn't mean they can't win because Philly's in shambles right now. You can say the same thing about the Bills crawled into the playoffs. They needed help. Well, I'm just saying I, I don't think I don't think anybody wants the Tampa Bay Buccaneer Dallas matchup. Like that 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 thing isn't gonna break uh you know viewership numbers. You know, whereas Dallas Philly's crazy. I'm talking about the team themselves. But what, what are we really talking about, though? Like, what what is it that you're? What, what are we trying to say, though? I don't understand. Like, just because I said that I don't want that, like that's what I said. I don't want that. I don't want that. That's what I said. I don't want that. He goes, that fair? Is that fair to him? I'm, I mean, I'm admitting that the Bucks could beat the Eagles. That's the problem. That's why I'm so I mean, pissed they've off. Had a winning record. We've had years where we've had teams in the playoffs that had losing records. They had a nine and eight record. They had a they had a winning record. So they only lost. They only won two less games than Philly. Thanks again, so Kyle. Thanks again, Kyle. Appreciate you, bro. Kyle Howard stock is Ultimately, up. Ultimately, this final year, uh, standings don't matter. 
zero zero, who's going to be the best team? I mean, who's going to show up know, to play? And I mean, that's where that's where Smitty's going, and I agree with it. Is it, it, I want to tune in and watch a game that's back and forth, and it's a good game, and it's not a blowout or a one-sided game. It's boring football. Who wants to watch that? And, and I and Ron, I get what you're trying to do. You're defending the Bucks because they need no one's defending the Bucks. So Ron, Ron is captain, save a team or captain, save a player. He's like he will definitely swoop in. Like if I'm ever down and out, I know Ron will be there though. Like if I'm ever really down and out, and somebody says that Smitty, he missed every prediction last year. He's a bum. Ron's gonna go, Captain, save us, Smitty, and Ron's gonna go, What if? But what if? And he'll be there to defend me. I know that. So that's I like it about Ron. I do like that about Ron. But literally, Ron, all I said was, I don't want this to happen. And you're like, are we being unfair to Tampa? No. I think Tampa could beat the Eagles, and that sucks. But they're not they're not a team I want to watch I, in the playoffs. I just don't. They scored nine points. I, I, I just don't. I don't see. I don't see it as an exciting game to me. And I think what Perp said is right. I mean, maybe they beat. Wouldn't that be crazy if they won against the Eagles? Beat you know. Actually, they would move on if if the. Let's see here. Hold on. Let me look at the bracket. If would you, get to the Super Bowl? Would you watch the Super Bowl? Yes, of course. I watch every suit. It doesn't matter who's playing. I'm, I watch every game. I'm going to watch this game. I just telling you, I don't. I want to see Hertz at his best against Dak at his best. I, I want to see. I want to see that matchup. Look, Hurts could single-handedly still win this game, but I do believe yeah. the Eagles win. Well, I, I think it's gonna be—it's just gonna be a man. They look really bad and out of sync, and they won. They barely—they barely won. It's an ugly win. Um, everything comes down to this game right here. If the Rams win, the Rams play the Niners. If the Rams lose, and the Dallas Cowboys win then that changes the bracket significantly because now all of a sudden if Dallas and Detroit are the two higher seeds, that means Philly's the worst remaining team left if Philly, Detroit, and Dallas win and Philly goes to play the Niners. So, Oh, no. Oh, we're going to cry, Eagles, cry. <sighs> cry. Look, I mean, they're going to be. Can't wait. Cry, AJ, cry. Is what we're hearing right now. I'm, cry, I mean, You know, it is sucks because AJ Brown is such a like a favorite of mine. I love AJ Brown, but you're gonna hear nothing but cry, AJ, cry, cry, AJ, cry, cry. Everyone's gonna be saying it left to right. This guy, this guy, what's he crying about right now? What's everyone's gonna say? And and honestly, I, I can't I can't defend him. You know, I, I I even I even ripped on Debo when he did this, and I also defended Debo when he did this too because people went too crazy. There were there were, there was like threats to him people were taking massive character shots and it's like but he also did it at the appropriate time you know he he did it at a time where he's trying to get an extension aj brown's removing his employer from his social media walking into a wild card matchup it, it's un, it's unbelievable it's reckless it's unbelievable it's it's doesn't make any sense it's not smart it's not team oriented. It makes zero sense. I don't care what his explanation that, is. Yeah, but I mean that's just we talked about it before about Sirianni losing the losing the locker room. He's gone. He if they lose the if they lose against the Bucks, he's gone. He's gone. You know, when you lose the locker room, you're you're done. 
He's as gone as AJ Brown's Twitter account. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, hey, th- then if if man, get, let me ask you boys a question: If Sirianni gets fired, are the Eagles now the best landing spot for a coach? <laughs> That's better than the Chargers. I mean, think about that. That would be unreal. That would be the best landing spot on this board over the Chargers, over every. He's already got one of the, if not the best GM in the league for the players. All he's got to do is worry about coaching and getting his record. Are are we, would we be, we'd be less worried about Belichick in Philly than we would like Atlanta, I think. Because oh, yeah, there's a lot in place in Philly. I feel like the defense, like I feel like it would be right up his alley. And I think he could get somebody that would make the right decisions in terms of the offense. And the offense is already in shambles anyway. You know, like why not? It wouldn't be that crazy. Like Philly might actually make sense for Bill Belichick. It really might. It might, and it might not have me run for the hills in terms of uh, you know Devonta Smith or AJ Brown. It co water him down a little bit because he wants to run. He's defensive, you know. I don't know, but it certainly I I would be sick to my stomach the entire day if he gets announced to be head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think I'd be that sick if it was. I I think I think Hertz would still do phenomenal. And I think Hertz would do his job in getting the football to to Devonta Smith. I already feel like AJ Brown, from a dynasty perspective, is not somebody I love anyway because of the knee issues and such. So I'm not like super concerned about that. I just I just want Devonta Smith to survive long term. I want Hertz to survive long term, and I'd love for AJ Brown to be good for another two or three. Maybe AJ Brown's gone. Maybe they get rid of AJ Brown. Like this right here might mean the end of AJ Brown in Philly. You know, if Philly loses, and this is kind of partly why, then he's gone, probably. I, I would imagine. You just got a 50 I mean, it's speculation, but maybe he had an argument or something in the locker room, and then this is his way to get back at him, and they say enough's enough. And yeah, I don't know. Ky- Ky- move on from him. Kyle with a, a $50 hauler. Kyle, appreciate you, my broski, my man, the man, the myth, the legend. Alert. Alert. We have a $50 plus super chatter in the house. I should have hit that button the first time. Uh, $50 hauler and $100 hauler from Kyle Howard. Um, Kyle says, what screen was I on? I think it was on this one. Kyle says, happy Friday, Smitty. Thanks for the entertain- entertainment tonight, Smitty, to the mother freaking moon. Hit the damn like button. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. This is interesting, boys. It's going to get crazy. Um, You know, Adam Schefter is not normally right at all when it comes to predicting things. He's only good at reporting things. But I think he might be right in that two or so. And he didn't word it like this. I'm paraphrasing and rewording his his comment. But I think maybe like a couple of the best landing spots have yet to reveal themselves. So whether it's the Dallas Cowboys, if let's say McCarthy loses this wild card game against the Green Bay Packers, certainly possible. 
Dallas Cowboys become available. If Sirianni loses his Tampa Bay matchup, certainly possible with all the shambles going on, then all of a sudden Philly becomes available. And wouldn't it be crazy to be looking at this coaching board and seeing Philly and Dallas on it above the Chargers? The Chargers are the cream of the crop right now. They're the best landing spot by far. Seattle and Atlanta, in my opinion, are very good. Peters in Washington now makes the Washington job at least the four spot. Some could argue higher because Peters is so good at accumulating talent that maybe the Washington job is going to be a blessing in disguise. Maybe they trade for Fields, aggressively go get Fields. I think this new ownership of Magic Johnson and the boys, they want to get a big, high, fire-powered quarterback under center in Washington and make a splash. And I think that Peters is the reason they did this. Hey, you're in charge. Go do your worst. And he's going to go out and do his best. And he's going to go out and get absolutely uh, uh, turn this thing around. I really believe in Peters. I think this could be a great franchise in, call it two, three years. It's going to be one of those teams that could be in the playoffs constantly. I really believe that about Peters and what they're building over here. It feels very much like the Houston Texans the moment they got uh, D'Amico Ryans. The moment they got D'Amico Ryans, I knew things were going to turn around. Uh, uh, Casario knows what he's doing from a GM perspective when it was all going down. And, and I just think that the Texans, I see a lot of the Washington situation here um, looking a lot like that, and, and I feel like it's going to turn out that way. But but like I said, at the end of the day, Chargers are cream of the crop landing spot. Not going to be the case if the Eagles and the Cowboys open up. Um. What would be the number one landing spot, Ron, for you if you were a coach, if the Eagles, Cowboys, and Chargers were available? The Eagles, Cowboys, and Chargers were available. I would, I'd almost have to say the Eagles. I'd like to see them be coach in the NFC. I think it either, it, I mean, it'd be real close between the Eagles and the Chargers, but I'd have to go. I'd like the Eagles. What about you, Perps? Cowboys, Chargers, Eagles, who would you rather coach? I guess I'd have to go with probably the Chargers just because the Eagles fans are so over the top. And he want you to make one mistake there, you don't do what they want, you're going to get your head chopped off. You know, not, not, not a, a more forgiving in L.A. Not a bad point. I mean, even ownership, they, they, they've been chopping heads off from the beginning, like quickly, very quickly. Correct. It's like uh, it's like the, you know, like Henry the Eighth <laughs> up in there. Like you're, but it's the same, it's the same you're, thing in Dallas. I mean, it's Jerry's world. If you don't do what Jerry wants, you're out too. Yeah, this will be interesting. Yeah, it, it, makes, it makes sense. I mean, Chargers, Eagles, Cowboys are all cream of the crop landing spots. I guess the the moral of the story would be if the Cowboys and Eagles become vacant, then it's a it's a tear break. It's Chargers, Eagles, Cowboys in any order tear break. Seattle, Atlanta, Washington, tier break. And then, well, you know, New England's, you know, you know, it's obviously um, that puzzle piece is in place. But if I was to rank the landing spot after the fact, I would say they probably climbed to the top of this group for sure. Because I like Mayo. Um, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I, I like him. His team likes him. Uh, the players like him. The fan base likes him. Like everybody likes him, and and he's he's supposedly gonna nurture these kids. Versus you know, Bill Belichick was just he was like everybody's grandpa, 
that you know anybody has that grandpa that's just a dickhead you know like he was just like that one guy that one kid that young kid that scored a touchdown tried to give him his own game ball and bill belichick just looked at him like what are you doing and then the the, the assistant was like no 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 don't talk to him <laughs> he's trying to yeah. give the game ball to him like mayo would probably hug the young kid run up to him and say hey good job you scored your touchdown you know and that's i think what every player really wants nobody wants nobody wants bill belichick that that kind of coaching is old it's outdated it you know there, there's some use for a hard-nosed tough love coach but you can be tough love and not be such a you know uh, he's such a what's the right word stiff like he he's just i mean seriously they win the super bowl he's looking around for the the quickest way out where's a golf cart i need to go watch film <laughs> Like they're celebrating on the field. He does it. He just does. He's not human. He's like a. He's like AI. <laughs> he might be the first AI coach. Yeah, he's a robot. He's, yeah, he's just a robot. So I, I, I like he's Mayo. Like he's yeah, I like I like Mayo. I think Mayo's a good selection. We'll see how it plays out. But like I said, he's done if he doesn't recognize he needs a quarterback because he's going to go down a real dark rabbit hole. If if he if he walks in saying, well, give Mac a chance or, or something like that, it's gonna be like, bro, you don't know what you're doing. Like you've gotta figure this out right now. And if he knows he needs a quarterback, and it's such a simple solution, it's right in front of his face. He doesn't have to, you know, move mountains in order to fix the problem. They have the number three overall pick. He could take Drake May, he could take Penix Jr., he could take uh Bo Nix, he could probably take anybody but Caleb. Um and if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't pull this off, trade for Fields or draft one of the quarterbacks, he will not succeed because he won't have enough time. His back will be against the wall. It'll it'll feel a lot like um, Robert Sala in New York. Like whenever they show Robert Sala on the sideline, he looked like. Are you, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> like what now? They show him your quarterback went down. Are you kidding me? Penalty. Are you kidding me? Robert Sala probably aged about 10 years this year. Just the amount of, of bad luck that he's dealt with. I think that's what would probably be unfolding in New England if they try and go the route of like Mac Jones or something. But man, if they get, if they got even a JD5, which I'm not saying I want JD5 there, but I could warm up to it if they brought in somebody. They brought in a T. Higgins. They brought in a Ridley. They brought in a wide receiver. I could get you know, Pittman, you know, Pittman even. Uh, the, these aren't the, these aren't, this isn't the deepest wide receiver free agent pool we've ever seen, that's for sure. But, you know, there's rookies too. You know, what if, what if you draft, like if it were me, I would be aggressive as hell. I'd be the most, I'd either, I'd re- either burn a franchise to the ground within two calendar years or it'd be a champion. I know, I know that about myself. I know that it, I, it, the high risk, high reward mentality of mine, but I would not, I wouldn't stop here. I would take my quarterback, I'd take JD5, and then I'd go trade up and get a wide receiver. I would trade up and get neighbors. I'd trade up and get, uh, at the very, very least, the third or fourth ranked wide receiver. I'd figure out a way to turn this franchise around, and I wouldn't wait for it. I'd do it now. I'd actively go do it. And I feel like coaches too often, they overvalue draft picks. Case in point, every single every single denier of uh, of of Lamar Jackson on this list, every single one is now co- they don't have a coach except for New England who just filled their spot. New England, no coach. 
until just now, they said no to Lamar Jackson. Washington, no to Lamar Jackson. Atlanta, no to Lamar Jackson. Like, everyone that said no, look at them now. Like, they, they covet these draft picks. Why? Why? I covet draft picks too, but high draft picks if I have a guy I need. But why not go get Lamar Jackson for two first-rounders? It was so head-scratching. And it's going to be even more disgusting when not one team steps up to the plate, if it even happens, when Fields is out there, available via trade, and we see him just sit there and nobody that needs a quarterback goes after him. We better see him on the move. Fields would be phenomenal in so many of these. I I, I think that, that... Sean Payton in Denver is going to be really aggressive. I think New Orleans would be be smart to go after uh, Fields. Seattle would be super smart to go after Fields. Atlanta would be intelligent to go after Fields. The Giants, Dable, you know, that's a total quarterback that Dable could could shape into a, an absolute superstar. So, to me, those are the those are the most ideal spots to go get Justin Fields. Washington. Washington could be really aggressive. Can you imagine if Chicago trades Justin Fields for the number two overall pick? One first-rounder. But that's a high first-rounder. That's equivalent to multiple first-rounders, you could say. So they trade, and maybe they get a third-rounder back or something. So Washington trades the second overall pick for Justin Fields. They get their quarterback. Peters gets to build around that. They get a second or third-rounder back, let's say. I think that's even doable. And now Chicago has Caleb, Marvin Harrison Jr., and still the number nine overall pick. That would be unreal if that goes down on draft day. And that's the kind of stuff that I feel like should be happening left and right on draft day. Should be a trade fest. You remember the the yeah, curse, right? You, as a player, you don't want to be put on the... You always end up injured. Yep. Now it's the hard knocks. Now it's the hard knocks curse. Took out the Jets, taking out Miami. Miami's decimated right now. All the teams that go on hard knocks, they get decimated and they end up not doing nothing. Yeah. Perps, what were you saying? That's it. Hard knocks took over the Madden curse. Perps? What if, if, uh, yeah, what if a guy like that's on the list there, Dan Quinn goes to Seattle, you know, Micah Parsons comes out and makes the comment he makes, or. Harbaugh made the comment he made that, you know, if he is the switch to the NFL, his favorite color is black. What if he goes to the Ravens? Um, I I think that if, like, if Harbaugh goes to the Raiders, he, like Mayo, needs to bring in a big name QB. And if he doesn't, he will fail. The Raiders have the 13 overall pick. I don't know what that's going to hold. I think you'll get Penix Jr. there with ease. I think Penix Jr., if he doesn't go to Seattle at 16, he falls through this this dropping point of no teams needing a quarterback, and he goes in round two and keeps falling potentially. So Penix Jr. will definitely be one of those potential fallers, but if it were me and I needed a quarterback, I would just sit here around this territory and wait for Penix Jr. and... And that would be an amazing, amazing move. Like, if you're the Raiders and you got Penix Jr., because I believe in him. I know a lot. some people don't. That would be phenomenal. You got you got Devontae Adams. You, you bring in Barkley or some other RB. The Raiders are still well thought of by a lot of players, even though we have, like, a, a mentality and from a fantasy perspective that that's where players go to die. <laughs> I think pl- players have a, f- a different feel about the Raiders. 
and and I think Pierce is a really really solid players coach, um, and I think they want him back. But if Harbaugh presented the idea, I think they would they would pounce on it. I I don't think they would keep Pierce over Harbaugh. Do I think they keep Pierce over a couple other guys, or do I think they bring Pierce in as you know formally head coach over a bunch of these guys? Probably. I don't think anyone here but Vrabel and Harbaugh and Bill Belichick could knock off Pierce. But I, I could be wrong. And the reason I say that is because the team's behind him. And the one thing the owner's got to understand is that he's going to he's gonna be hated by his team. And he doesn't want that. If his team's like, give it to Pierce, we love him. We want to run through a brick wall for him. So, But he could be, he, you know, he seems to be a good coach too. But they need a quarterback. And I, I, I can't envision, and Ron, tell me what you think. I can't envision Harbaugh going somewhere where there isn't an elite quarterback already there. Unless he truly believes with the draft selection, like New England Patriots, you know, had three. That You know, I'm not saying, obviously, Mayo's there now. But, like, something like that could make him say, okay, I know I'll be okay at quarterback. But, like, the only option that makes sense to me at all is the Chargers. I, I, I cannot envision Harbaugh being anywhere else. Unless Dallas yeah, but fires Har- McCarthy. Harbaugh, Harbaugh could develop a quarterback, though. So he, he'd probably draft he draft the quarterback, and he can mold him kind of like, you know, because he was a quarterback. So what if he either brings way, in- whether he goes to a spot, I think he'd be open either what- have an elite quarterback or he'd draft, draft one from the draft. I mean, he could bring in J.J. McCarthy in the top 15 like because he'd have to take him early enough. And then I, I could see that. He's a very loyal guy. You know, we, we, a lot of us have said on this show, Corum probably goes to the Chargers. If, if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, that's a very common thing said on this channel. And it's very true. It's very true. Like, this guy's a, a my guy's type of guy. So definitely could see Corum if he fell to the second round going to the Chargers. And then maybe he takes McCarthy really early. I don't think you'd want to take McCarthy in the top. Um, let's see here. Okay, so no, if he went to the Chargers, obviously he wouldn't need a quarterback. But like, let's say he goes to, um, give me a spot, Atlanta. Let's say he goes to Atlanta. I could see him. He wouldn't need quorum there, but he'd take McCarthy. If he went to the Washington Commanders, let's say, I don't think he'd go there. He would take he would probably take one of the other quarterbacks, but if if he if he could get what would be a McCarthy spot? Where could he go for McCarthy? Is is Harbaugh in Denver even a possibility? No. Um, Har. Let's say what's the Raiders? Let's say what's the Raiders? Okay, because they need a quarterback and they need a running back because Jacobs will be gone. So that's where the Raiders could take McCarthy at thirteen. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying Harbaugh, McCarthy at thirteen. And then, and then I, I think the Raiders have their second round pick. They would take Quorum in the second round. I could totally see it. I I think that if he went to the Chargers, think- though, he would take Quorum in the second round if he was there to pair with Herbert. You don't think O'Connell's worth developing more? He he was just getting better as the year kept. I, I mean, I I like him. I don't know if I would bet my career on it. I don't think I would. I, I don't think I could. If it were me, I would I would keep him on the roster in case things went awry and he 
rose up and became, you know, my Brock Purdy, and I'd feel great about it. But I would go out and, and grab a, a, a quarterback that I felt like was a superstar. I would not want to walk out of 2024 with a piss-poor season. And there's too many options. Like Penix Jr. being there, have O'Connell and Penix Jr. You know, the, I, I, I wouldn't hesitate to take Penix Jr. this high. And I know some would, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hesitate. I think Denver's crazy to pass on him. I think, and I think, I think the world right now is very negative on Penix Jr. because he did so bad in the national championship game. But what people don't realize is the football world doesn't forget that that was an extra game. He had just conquered. He had just been the top of the top, the 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 bell of the ball, and it was an extra game that kind of kicked him right in the gut. But real football scouts understand he he left on top. Other than that game, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He was 4,600-yard, 35 touchdowns uh, passer. Always coined as being absolutely accurate and dime-dropping QB. And you have his own wide receiver, Adunze, saying that... You know he was he was throwing the right footballs. He ran the wrong route on that one play, and everybody is ripping him apart for his accuracy. Like, how do you overthrow a player that bad? And it's like he threw the ball exactly where it was supposed to be. I just think that Penix Jr. is going to climb back into the hype circle a lot quicker than I think the people that are very reactive are. uh, Before you know, I think the reactive Rogers are gonna think he's gone i'm not saying he will go in round one because if he does like i say creep past 16 there's no there's no hope for him to go he'll just slide but i think he certainly could climb back into the 12 to the denver broncos 13 to the raiders 14 to the saints uh 16 to the seahawks that's a string of Q, of teams that need a qb a string of them and and ron put your earmuffs on ron the pittsburgh steelers would be very smart to draft Penix jr Okay, no. okay, Ron, take your earmuffs off. But, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing is, is, picketing. is I don't know if you're factored then either, but, okay, we've already, I've already discussed, I said he's got great talent, but uh, injury concerns for me. But also, he played He played in the Pac-12. Pac-12 Pac competition isn't as great as SEC, Big Ten. The he faced a lot of good teams, Ron. not that great in the Pac-12. He faced a lot of good teams, though, Ron. Good teams in the Pac-12, but bad teams overall. I mean, listen. I mean, he 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 played. He played Washington State. He played Oregon State. He played Oregon was probably one of the toughest teams. But then the rest of the teams really aren't. I mean, the Pac-12, the competition is not that great there. And so, yeah, he, th- he he was able to thrive there. But you put him in, I think, in, the, in the, the Big Ten or the SEC, and I don't think he does as well. Even, I, I just, I don't know. That's this is another factor to look at. Well, it is it is something that's hard to prove because you can't, you can't, like, you can only judge him so much for who he was forced to play. And not to mention, I disagree. I think he, he, I think he, he was very, very proven against against I believe tough defenses, but I I think even more so because I, I I mean it's not like he played for some small school, Ron, that like had no competition. Like he went up against some big boys. I just think Penix Jr. 
to every scout known to man prior to the national championship game was like drooling over this kid. And while everybody wants to throw injury in his face, I think what he did in that national championship game, once you have all the facts about him not overthrowing Adunze and the fact that like he got beat up and he didn't get injured, like he was hurt. They looked at him. They took him off the field. They evaluated his ankle. They threw him back on the field. He kept getting smashed into the ground, and he played through it. If anything, that should be a, a positive. Instead, people are just like, see, he's getting hurt again. He was getting, like any other quarterback would have maybe got injured there. Like, that's that was a really tough, uh, it showed grit and determination, and he stayed in the game. I, I think it proved to me he can hold up. And I, I know he was injured he had four major injuries, but he played like 17 years in college. <laughs> so it's like he didn't really, but he played a lot of years. I get it. He's older. He's about a year older than Stroud. That means zero to me. Running back age is different than quarterback age in terms of breakout and how it can be a negative potential indicator. Like a running a breakout age for a running back being late is not it's it can be impacting. It's not always a for sure, but it can be a little impacting. Uh, a lot of people will say that about wide receivers. I'm less worried about it with wide receivers, but I'm certainly not worried about it at all with quarterbacks because I think 23 years old versus Stroud. You know, like being um, Ziggy. How old is C.J. Stroud? He's 20. CJ Stroud is 22 years. 22, old. yeah. So he's, he's born on October They're 13, they're one year they're one year apart. And that's not that crazy to me at all. I don't it doesn't bother me. The injury history would bother me if he had one year of solid play since the injuries. He's had two straight injury-free for the most part seasons. So I I just think you can keep saying injury 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 but he's had two years in a row, you know. Like, what more do you? What more can the guy do? I just think he looks phenomenal. Ron, so you're saying you would let Penix go somewhere else, and you'd entrust your faith in Rudolph Pickett or Trubisky to get your team back to the playoffs next year? That's a great question. Well, no, not Trubisky. Never Trubisky. Trubisky's garbage. He needs to go. Well, Uh, Rudolph is on. He's on on the list. But here's the thing. It is just my opinion and my observation. Um, you know, what are the what is the toughest competition in, in, in college football? It's the Big Ten, SEC, a uh, few teams in the ACC, but Pac-12 isn't as tough as competition as is the Big Ten or the Pac or, or the SEC. It's just not. So, in my opinion, he hasn't. And when he does face, when he did face the Big Ten in Michigan, he he got tore up. Everybody got tore up against and, Michigan. It's not that's. I just think that's not. That, he well, Ron, he had good. He had good competition, Ron. He did, like you can say one thing is better than another, but you can't act like Penix Jr. at Washington didn't go up against tough defenses, didn't showcase himself. And a lot of very, very big spotlight situations. He was great, man. He was phenomenal. It's just my, guys, it was just my opinion. I, but, I, but, 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 per- not my opinion. but what Perps is asking you, me, I know, I know. But what Perps is asking you is, would do you trust Pickett and Rudolph over? Yeah, I think Pickett has a, a lot of a lot of great knowledge. I think he could be, 
I, I think, you know, and, and I was impressed with Rudolph. And he used to, when he started back a few years ago, he was inaccurate. He floated the ball a lot. He just wasn't there. But he's playing differently. He's matured. He's, he's progressed. So I think, I, but I don't think that uh, uh, Rudolph um, ends up staying with the Steelers next year. I think he'll get um, offers from other teams to go in and be a backup in one of those other teams. I think that depends on what he does in the next game or two. Like if Rudolph goes well, out there and gets two, worked, he's not getting a starting goal, job. Like it's predicted. I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, but he's railed up three straight games. Now, one game, I'm still spectacle. Two games, I'm like looking at him like, okay. And the third game, I'm like, in, in Monsoon Bowl, he did really good. If, so, if, if, Rudolph, if Rudolph gets worked, he will not get a starting job. If he, if he, if, let's say he wins, let's say, let's say he wins two hard fought or wins one hard fought game, loses a second hard fought battle. Like, we can have a different conversation where I come back and put my tail between my legs, but. I don't think Rudolph's starting anywhere else next year getting offers to start, but that's he just hasn't showcased enough. I but I will say I, I will say I'm ready to give up on Pickett though, Ron. I don't think he's an elite. I don't think I think you never I think like Well that but that maybe I'm maybe I'm right on it. <laughs> maybe I was right. I I know you want to believe in Pickett, but in your heart of hearts, Ron, do you feel like more of that's your heart talking than than the noggin? No. You really no, believe Pickett? I think great. I, I really do. I think once they once they get to where they need to be, I mean, they last year they had a crappy offensive line. They upgraded it some. They still got work to do, and you know, he, I I think he, he's very good. I think he's got a high high IQ knowledge, and he makes quick decisions. And I think he he very well could be. Now, this is only his second year, so, I mean, come on. Silver says Pickett's hands are the size of a middle schooler. <laughs> I'm just going to piss Ron off. <laughs> Ron, don't let, don't read the chat. Silver. Don't read the chat, Ron. I was no. about to say, Pickett's hands are the size of his... Hey, I, I could almost count on almost one of Pickett's hands how many times he's disappointed me. The, the, oh wait, I need I need both of them then. Ever. I need both hands. hands. Don't make a difference. Come on, quit going there. You all just trying to get me ridden up, especially these <laughs> Niners. Ron, but here these these Niners. Ron, just trying to get me all. When you go from college football to the pros, there's a big adjustment. You could be the best number one player coming out, and you still have adjustment to do to play at that level. There is, but right, but to, to say that Penix can't. Step up there through, you know, the different training sessions and to get there to be a starting quarterback next year over Rudolph or Pickett. I don't understand how you can't see that. He could go to Minnesota and take it over from if, if Cousins leaves and, and go to Minnesota and quarterback Minnesota. Hey, Ron, well, I, we've I, already seen Minnesota has nobody. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And if, if Cousins goes, then he can go to Minnesota and, and have JJ and Addison and and Hawkinson, and he'd be all good to go. I've got the actual hand diagrams of Penix Jr.'s hand and Pickett's hand side by side on on the screen. Um, these are actual imprints of 
Penix Jr.'s hand and Pickett's Why hand. Trying to make a deal about hand size. Come on, Smitty. That looks like Draven artwork. Oh, it, does, it, does, it, it does look like Draven's work. Where is Draven? <laughs> Draven, where are you? Look, Ron, Ron I'm just gonna say this one time. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this one time, one time, and then and, and I understand you feel differently, and I I appreciate it, and I've already told you I'm envious of your loyalty to a team because I don't have that because I'm I'm out here talking about everybody, everybody's players and teams. So I, I sometimes do am jealous that I don't have the ability to, to be a, a fan like a normal person. But I'll say this. Pickett is not even a top 15 quarterback. In my opinion, Pickett's not even close to being a top 15 quarterback. The problem with that is your team, Ron, this is a compliment. Your team is good enough that if you handed a Penix Jr. to it, You'd be a Super Bowl contender. You'd be in top eight team. Your defense, your defense, almost alone. Your defense alone with the running game and coaching and everything. If if let's say Tomlin stayed and everything goes well, like you are already there. You're in the you're in the playoffs because of what your defense and and some of those factors are are bringing to the table. If you had a Penix Jr. or even a Drake May or even uh, a, a JD five, especially you would. That would be the difference maker. Like if I were you, this is what I don't understand. You're such a loyal Steeler fan. I would be, I would be like praying that we get the right quarterback in place so that this potential that you see and feel could come to fruition. Instead of just wanting it to to funnel through Pickett. Pickett is just. I just don't think he's even top fifteen. I don't think he's got the talent. I like his tenacity and his grit. I do. I think he's a he's a he's a great backup. Like if let's say you drafted Penix Jr. and he got hurt for two or three games, Pickett will be a fantastic. I don't mean that as a disrespectful thing. He'd be a fantastic like Fitzpatrick type guy. He comes in, wins three games, excites everybody, and you're like, damn, that was that's awesome to have that on the squad. But like I, I think you put Pickett like in the Jets situation last year, he would have looked no different than Zach Wilson. I don't I I don't like I don't like Pickett. I tried to give him a chance. I really did, but I just don't feel like he's got the talent. You you tried to give Pickett a chance. I did. As much as you give Kirk Cousins. No, Ron, I I Pickett the Pickens. We we talked about it. We joked about it. We I, I think I gave Pickin Pickett a lot of a lot of tries. You know, I even kind of like I don't know if you remember me in the offseason saying, "You know what? You know, watching this guy run through the the dummy drill and just trying to really work on himself and he's just Hungry, looks like a dog out there, and he was. He, he was. He was out there training, trying to be a dog, you know. And, and I and I, I appreciate that about him. And I, I like his tenacity and his grit. And his, that, but it does. He doesn't have the. I, I just. How much was that I just, was was the was bad offense Canada? All of a sudden they're looking pretty good, huh? That picket got injured, yeah, but they're looking pretty good, aren't they? Now that, that yeah, but how, how good did he look in the pocket? How, how good did he look in the pocket? He looked a lot better than Trubisky, I'll tell you that much. Well, but that's not saying much, Oh, you're Ron. comparing him to trash. <laughs> you know, you guys can all say what you want to say. Pickett is the guy. But Ru- he Ru- is the guy. And, and you guys, next year when we come in here, and, and he starts going off, and you guys, I, I'm keeping receipts. You guys keep it, keep it, like, keep it, clip it, run. With excuses. Why look it's so good? Well, well, this is just one. Ron, year, clip it. That was just one. Game. One hour, one hour, twenty six, one hour, twenty six minutes in. Clip it. Three, four touchdowns a game. 
You guys will do. You guys, Ron, coming up trying to come up with excuses to still keep him down. Ron, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful. I'm just looking at your argument, and I'm putting it out there for you to see the whole picture. That I agree, Matt Canada screwed that I, offense up. Yeah, There's a reason he, did. he got let go, but he wasn't the reason to pick it not succeeding. Hey, Ron, Ron, Ron. The the part that's frustrating to me is like I'm like as much on your side, like patting you on the back as I can be, but I know you don't see it. I'm literally saying that if I was you, I would be saying my team is ready. And I, and I would just be one of those fans that's honest about, and I'm not saying you're not honest. I'm saying in, internally, you feel like you are. I think you're just so loyal and you love the underdog. And so Pickett's an underdog. So you're totally rooting no, for him. But, but, but Ron, no, 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 but I, 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 and their sorry teams like the Bills can't even win a freaking Super Bowl. They go to four straight Super Bowls, lose every single one of them, haven't been back to one since. They fail, and they're going to get beat this weekend on Sunday in the in the snowball or wherever. But Ron, here's my point. Here's my point. Your 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 team could maybe win this game because it's so good on the peripheral. Everything's so good. But like what I'm saying is, if I was you, if I was an honest and true fan. And I'm not saying you're not because that, that, that wording came out wrong. I'm just saying, like, if I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, I'm trying to, like, let you know that I'm on your side. I know this is coming out like an attack. But I'm just saying, like, if I was you, I'd be I'd be thinking like this. I'd be like, Ron, our Steelers, we're, let's pretend we're, we're diehard Steeler fans together. Broskies. Okay, I would be, I'd be calling you up, Ron. I'd be calling you up and I'd be saying, all we need is a quarterback, Ron. We're there. Our team's so don't, good. Don't We're ready to roll. We... <laughs> what? Ron, Ron, you're, I, you're, I you're a Kirk Cousins supporter. I see how he plays. No, watch, I, watch guys, this. You want to see something amazing? Fun. You want to see something amazing, guys? Watch this right here, right now. Ron, if I could trade you Pickett for Cousins, would you accept? Watch. Watch. No. <laughs> wow! 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 This is the biggest Kirk Cousins, Cousins fan in the world, and he just turned down Kirk Cousins, Cousins for Pickett. Needs to stay in Minnesota. Cousins needs to stay in Minnesota, and I would love to see love to see uh, a Minnesota Pittsburgh Super Bowl. That would be awesome. That one took it out of me. Yeah, well. I'll probably be dead before that happens. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Uh, but but here's the thing. is I look at pickets and I see a lot of potential where you guys don't, and that's fine. I, I'm sticking with him. I, I, think, I think that he will prove everybody wrong. And, and plus, there's so many people out there that just hate the Steelers anyways. They're going to just like, you know, whatever. People hate Philly more than they hate the Steelers, Ron. Huh? People hate Philly more than they hate the Steelers. Well, I I don't know that. I mean, let's be real. Ever since Big Ben retired, (laughs) those were big shoes to fill, and I don't think any of the guys on the roster now have it. I feel if Penix went there, he has the ability to match that. Yeah. I, I think. No, I, well, here's the thing. Realistically, they, they won't have the draft spot to get Penning to begin with, probably. And they're not going to spend it on a quarterback. They're going to spend it 
uh, on offensive line or defense. That's what they normally do. And they're not gonna they're not gonna go out and, and throw that's not their that's not what they do. So that's yeah, just like Rick Spielman in Minnesota. Same same draft strategy. If they draft the quarterback, it won't be till the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Um, okay, so let me ask you this final question, and then Ron will leave you alone. And I, please don't feel attacked. It's it's the, the chat's very entertaining. No, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, uh, but fine. Ron, Ron do you believe that Mason? The love and the hate and all that. Do it's you believe good. Mason Rudolph's better than Pickett? No, but he he he's showing that he's fully capable of leading the team. Okay. Okay, I'm just curious. So, anyway, my, my final take on this, Ron, is that your team's there, and I'm rooting for you. I just think that that the fan base should be calling for an elite quarterback. That's all I'm saying. You give fields, it's game over. Like, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a top, uh, not game over, but you're a top four to six team in the National Football League. And I know in your mind right now, you're going, wait a minute, we already are, Smitty, we're picking. But I'm telling you, I don't feel that way. I could be wrong, Ron, and I can't wait. Clip it. Hour and 20 minutes into this show all the way to now. Clip it all you want. Pickett's not a top quarterback in the National Football League. But your team is ready. And if you if, got a rooting not, for I'm rooting for you. Your team's ready. Your team's ready. Look how big, look how big Penix Jr.'s pinky finger is. Just look at this. I got it right here. His pinky finger is bigger than Pickett's entire hand. No, we that's don't. We don't need Penix. <laughs> that's what the Steelers said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Ron, appreciate you, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. We do. We do. We do appreciate you. We do. Come the, on, the cha- Ron. Put turn that frown upside down. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all good. Wait, I know. It's, turn you that. Know, turn that frown upside down. Hold on, gentlemen. That that reminds me of a song. Oh, I'm laughing at you guys because you guys' take is just like Re- real. It's, it's funny, unanimous. It's you just funny. gave a Bill, Bill Belichick response. Our, our takes unanimous. <laughs> a Bill Belichick. Ron, Ron you you really are the only. I talk, I talk way too much to be Belichick. Belichick doesn't even hardly ever talk. There are about? there are 102 people still in here, and I think you're the only one that shares the stance. So. And it doesn't mean that well, you could be course, you could be right. You could be right, Ron. You could be right. I, I just think uh I think what I'm trying to tell you is you have the shot and it's the window's going to close. You, you know, you go, go get the go get the baller. Go get the baller. Don't uh don't put your faith in picket. You know, the thing about this team, they always open it up for competition. And you know, if they, they do. Back and they they do. Back. To who? Yeah. <laughs> Open up the competition to who? Between the the Everybody, stable every- the stable of oh. Mason Rudolph Pickett and Trubisky? <laughs> like no, like that's <laughs> Oh. That had to be the worst draft pick that the Bears ever made. Ever. When they when they drafted Trubisky number one. So, well, Smitty, since we've been live, you know, the change, look, look, the change how, long, how long did it take Josh Allen to start winning and playing good? 
Yeah, but the thing he, I'll the thing I'll say uh, the thing I'll say on that is that I felt like Josh Allen before he took an NFL snap was going to be a top five quarterback. And and what, what, whether I'm whether I'm right or wrong, no, and I'll I'll admit I was wondering what what is going on with my prediction. I'll, I'll admit that I was like, damn it, this isn't looking so good. And then he started to develop, but um, and I'm sometimes really early on some stuff, develop. so like I, I was trying to be patient with my own. Yeah, I know, but but Ron, but Ron, I never had that feeling about Pickett, and I still don't. So I've never had it. I've never. I was hopeful that. Well, I know, but I'm just saying there. You're asking me, like, why? Or I don't even know what you're. I don't think you're asking anything. Actually, you're just kind of just taking it. We're the ones saying it. Okay, Ron, I appreciate it. Um, I believe you take it. You don't. True. You know, most of the chat don't believe you. True. That's fine. But that's not going to make. I mean, you all are not going to change my mind on my what I believe and what I see. If I'm, I, in, you know, if you all think I'm an idiot for thinking that, that's fine. I'm, I don't. I'm we don't know. We don't think you're. We don't think you're an. We don't, think you're an we don't think you're an idiot. We think on this topic, no, you've got kidding. goggles on that are literally this thick, though. No, that I will say, I, 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 and that's understandable. Normal prescribed glasses. Mm. And that's understandable because this topic, this topic hits home. This is not an. This is not an objective topic for you. This is a very close to home topic. I don't think you're seeing no, straight on it. objective. You can't be if you're saying pick. If you're saying pick, it's elite. I, I I I look at the guy play. I see all the potential in him. I see him making really good decisions. And you know, um, that's that's my objective take on it. If he was if he was terrible, if he was like Trubisky, I would say. He's a piece of crap. I think Trubisky's a piece of crap all the time. I think that that, that that's my stance on Pickett. You're not going to change it. I know. Oh, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. You know? I mean, Believe me, I know. For, for, for good or bad, that's, that's my stance on it. Get picketed. <laughs> Ron, we know you're passionate. <laughs> and when you have your points, you're not going to move off of them. No. Fine. You have that right yeah. ability, just like no, I'm not attacking you by any of that. That's my trade. In every situation, I mean, I, I, hell, I, I was against Hurts two years when I first started watching the show. Smitty will tell you that. Smitty talked me into giving him a chance. I started drafting him, and I, I said he was spot on about Hurts. And, and Hurts won me leagues. So, yeah, I'm not right about everything. You know, my take isn't always the right one. But we're not not arguing. We're not trying to argue that. We're just saying we believe you have some very thick goggles on right now, and it's not your fault. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, though. This is like asking an impaired person, are you you okay to drive? They're like, I think so. (laughs) Like, you wouldn't know, Ron. You wouldn't know. know, The goggles are on. You aren't aren't watching the... You aren't daily watching what the Steelers are putting out and, and the news on the Steelers and all that other stuff. You're not. You, you, you I mean, I kind of am. The time I kind of am. I kind of am. I kind of am looking at. Well, like I am. But I don't. I don't think any of the literature that I might be missing on the on the daily. I, I mean, I, I'm seeing all the big stuff. I don't think that's going to paint a better picture of Pickett to me. Because what I what I'm going to use is 99% what I see, not anything to what Bob the 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 you know beat writer is talking about. The beat writer write ups don't mean nothing to me. Um, what I right. see, what I, I see, 
is this guy doesn't have what I see is a guy that's nowhere near elite. He's no he's nowhere near elite, but if you want to call him a good quarterback, then I'll 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 say that like I, I wish you luck with it, but I I don't think he'll even prove that. But he's certainly not in the realm of elite. And what I'm trying to tell you is your team is elite, and if you got an, an elite quarterback, like even if I was to settle on, okay, Ron, you know what? He could be 12, 11. He's got the potential. Like if you go get an elite top six, seven quarterback, you are a top four, five team in the National Football League, and you are a Super Bowl contender for multiple years with a pretty decent window of time. But what I'm saying, like that's my, that would be my advice. Like this is me talking positively about your team. I, I I truly am just saying, if you got an elite quarterback, Pickett's never going to be elite. Maybe he'll be good enough to get in the playoffs. You you did that with, with even at, without him. That's how good the team can play. And your coach is obviously unbelievable because he 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 doesn't have losing seasons. He's 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 doing a great well, job. But but what we can't, what, we haven't won a playoff. I understand forever, that. So, I understand yeah. that. But that's because you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. You get a quarterback, Ron, and it's like you are the team to beat. You will be a team that everyone's like, damn, we're scared of their defense. We're scared of their run game. And now we're scared of the signal caller. No one's scared of Pickett. Nobody. Nobody. That's I'm all I'm saying. Up on- I know you're not. I know you're not. You're going to hang on strong. And I got, man, I hope, I don't think Ron will give up on me ever. That's and that's the greatest thing. You, you know, you know. I think this is the most we've ever talked about the Steelers on this show. Yeah, tonight this has been your dream you come to, true. It's your dream come true. And this is probably the longest we ever talk about them as well. All right, hey. On that yeah, note, cool. on that note, let's wrap it up here. Go ahead, Perps. Well, I was just going to say to switch gears real quick. Do you, well, I got a couple part question, but do you think it was a mistake by Davis? Granted, he's another guy that's in his own head and thinks his world isn't the best to pass on Pierce and not lock him in um, and give him the opportunity because it sounds like he's going to interview in Tennessee this weekend. And then while we've been on here, um, your boy Schefter, Schefter? Uh, came on and said, yeah, sorry, pronounced it wrong. Uh, the Chargers are interviewing. Uh, Ravens offensive uh, Todd, Todd coordinator Munkin, Munkin. Yeah. Yep. And the Falcons are going after McDonald, their defensive coordinator. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Todd Munkin is probably one of my favorite coaching candidates. And, you know, we want him probably in a spot where there's a lot of pieces already. And that's why when you look at Munkin going to Atlanta, Seattle, or the Chargers, it makes the most sense because this guy will have all the tools he needs to put together an amazing system. And he did it with Lamar. You know, Lamar wasn't even in the fold when they brought Munkin in. Munkin was was working in the lab trying to get the offense, you know, re redone from the ground floor. And Lamar wasn't even in play. He was he was holding out. So what Munkin did was amazing. So you give him Seattle Seattle without contact? a quarter. What? Those teams aren't even allowed to contact him until the season's over, right? Because they're still in the playoffs. Have, um... Munkin. They can't talk to him. Uh, Chargers have interviewed Todd Munkin for their head coach position, according to Adam Schefter. Have... They're allowed to do that? I thought there was a rule against that. They got to reach out to the administration to get approval. Yeah. To talk to him. The Falcons so have... That they're Falcons have interviewed Ravens defensive coordinator... 
Mike McDonald. That was I've already occurred. Um, but yeah, Munkin in Seattle, he needs a quarterback, but everything else is in place. Atlanta, he needs a quarterback. Everything else is in place. Chargers, he needs no quarterback, but he needs other pieces. You know, But I think those are the three landing spots for Munkin. And Munkin will be great there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, anything else, Perps, before I let you jump? Appreciate you. Niners, no, the only thing I was just going to say is this is, you've already said it, you know, a week or more ago, but this is one of the best quarterback draft classes we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, not to beat the dead horse, but obviously there's many teams other than Pittsburgh that could use a good quarterback. Um, and some of these guys have tremendous potential to step in and be players right away. Yes, sir. So. All right. Appreciate you, Perps. Perps to the moon. We'll see you later, pal. See you, uh, thanks. Ron, uh, anything else uh, you'd like to say? First of all, I want to say I, I, I uh, <clears throat> give a hand to Ron for uh, – for, oh, whoops. <laughs> Ron, what can we do for you? Final thoughts. Uh, well, I mean – you know, you got you got uh, um, Niner in here saying he's a one-year wonder and this and that in college. He threw, yeah, last year he threw for 4,300 yards. He had a 3,000-yard season. Um, uh, get your facts right. If you're going to spew it, get your facts right. I mean, come on. Come on, Niner. Um, all right, Ron. Anything? <laughs> anything? <laughs> anything else? They, 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 they get lucky. They get lucky by arbitration. They 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 draft Purdy by just pure luck, and forced to play him because they screw up all the other quarterbacks that they have, and and, and now they're sitting here thinking that they 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 they, they know quarterbacks. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Pick it to the moon, maybe. Look. Look, 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 49ers, they, 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 uh, spent it. What was the draft capital they used on, uh, was it three? I think on, it's three. On their buff? That goes three. Yeah. Yeah. They, all right. They, they spent all that draft capital, and, and, well, and yet they come in here and they, and they, and they, <laughs> they think they, whatever, they make me laugh. All right. All right, Smitty, have a good night. Ron, I appreciate you later. Go Steelers. Yep. Steelers. They got they got a shot too. They got a shot. I mean, that's how good. That's what I was trying to tell them. That's what I was trying to tell Ron. Like they they're so good right now. In general, they have a shot. They just need a quarterback. They need, that's all I'm saying. They get. It. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to like be on Team Steelers here, and just say like, if I was a Steeler fan, I'd be like, Tomlin, organization, brass up top. All we need is a quarterback. You've done it. You put together a squad. We're ready to rumble. Can we do it and do it live? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Bowers to the freaking moon. Bowers is a moon man. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. Anybody that doesn't know who this kid is, you will soon hear so much hype about him. Mackey Award winner times two. Back-to-back years. Unbelievable prospect. Injured his ankle, had a tightrope surgery, came back and, and played. He didn't need to. But 7-14, 56 receptions, 6 touchdowns, uh, 28 yards, 1 TD. I think what people need to understand, he ran for 109 yards 
and three touchdowns. They use this guy when they're near the goal line. Look at that. This column right here. One touchdown, three touchdowns, one touchdown, 28 yards, but he had the injury there playing it safe with him. 109 rushing yards the year prior, 56. He's got the capability of being that guy that, like, you're near the goal line. You just, you could have him on an end around. You could throw the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage in a similar wide back fashion as a tight end. Like, this could be the first wide back tight end that we've seen the way that he could be implemented. He's fantastic. He's the next Laporta. He's the next Laporta meets Gronkowski. Are there are there one or two other tight ends we'll talk about that could climb up like Laporta did because Kincaid was the consensus number one and Laporta creeped up and he became that. So like, is there a shot that one of these other two tight ends that we're going to bring up later have a, a chance of unseating him with the right landing spot? Absolutely. Landing spot is key. Landing spot is king. But as of this moment in time right now, evaluating only talent, this is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that goes by Brock Bowers, and he, my friends, is going to the moon. The moon man, dropping loads in outer space. Space moon says. He is a moon man extraordinaire. And as is Perps, who dropped 20 gifted memberships. Perps, you... To the moon. Perps, you absolute monster, man. 20 gifted memberships. Perps is amazing. Ron Howard. Uh, Ron Howard. <laughs> Ron Howard. Kyle Howard. Kyle Howard. Ron Howard. I believe they're related. Uh, Kyle Howard dropping a $150 wad in some total on the, on the, the live stream tonight. Thank you, Kyle. I, I can't uh, thank you enough for dropping that, that super chat combo there kyle to the to saturn to saturn uh perps with the 50 gifted memberships to saturn to saturn both of you to saturn appreciate you both go get brock bowers <laughs> as fast as you can is all i'm gonna say thank you kyle again appreciate you bro kyle howard aka ron howard Superfish says Opie. Tank Dell is unguardable. Yes, he is. Parps Gifton, ten more memberships, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, perps to the moon, pal. Perps to the moon. He's a box score, Bobby. He's, he's, he's 
Card has been revoked. <laughs>